Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. My name is Jess. And my name's Haley. And today's episode is all about confidence. And if you are feeling like you're dealing with any sort of imposter syndrome in your life, in your career, or anything, this episode is for you. So let's get into it. Haley, on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you? Hmm. I'd say like a, like an eight. See, I love that you had like a one number answer for that because I'm like, I feel like it fucking fluctuates. Totally. Well, that's why I kind of was like, I'm not going to give myself a higher rating because I'm like, okay, I'll lower it because I know there are times where I'm like so nervous, not confident. What about you? I honestly would probably just say like a five. <laughs> like put Overall, it in the middle. Five? Put it in the middle because I feel like I have days where I'm like, I'm not fucking confident about this at all. Like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't even know what life is today. And then I have like a couple days later where I'm like, I fucking got this. Like, you know, I'm figuring this shit out. So do you, how do you define confidence? Like, what do you think that is? Is that a really tough question? Really tough question. I guess for me, it would be being satisfied with like who I am and where I'm at in life. Mm hmm is what confidence is to me. It's funny because I actually looked up the definition of this for my party on pause course. So confidence is the feeling of self-assurance from your own abilities or qualities. Okay, so that's like the way better worded way to say it than what I just said. But it comes from so many different things because it can be like appearance or skill set or yeah, just like a lot of shit. And that's why it fluctuates, right? Because like when I'm about to start my period, I'm not happy with my looks and totally. everything that's going on because I start breaking out, you know, like I feel like I'm I sweat a lot more. That's a weird thing that happens to me <laughs> before I start my period. And then like I'm bloated. And so it's like my confidence in my look is not at my all time high. I totally feel you on that. I am the same like right before my period and I just get super in my head about things. Mm-hmm. But also I mean, when your skin breaks out, that can be like horrible for your confidence. Oh, yes. I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. It's one of the worst things, I think. And it's it's frustrating because I don't know how to like help it, you know, like that's the really, really frustrating part. I like don't use toxic skincare products anymore, which I feel like is a good and a bad thing because like it's good in the fact that like. I shouldn't be promoting breakouts because I'm not using toxic shit. But at the same time, a lot of that toxic shit helps with breakouts. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, maybe that just means that it's fucking natural to break out. Yeah. You know, like everybody does it. Except I feel like a lot of guys don't break out the way women do. But it it is associated with our cycle. That doesn't even make sense. So something that I deal with a lot too that has to do with confidence is imposter syndrome. I want to talk about that because I know you and I talk about it a lot Mm -hmm. outside of podcast recording. So like, let's talk about it now because I know a lot of people relate to it. Yeah. Do you want to kind of define like what imposter syndrome is? I mean, did you Google it? No, this one I don't have the definition (laughs) for, but I feel like... (laughs) Maybe some of our listeners are like, wait, what the hell is imposter syndrome? When would I feel that? What is that like? Like what, what, what is imposter syndrome to you? To me, imposter syndrome is not feeling like I'm qualified for something that I'm trying to do or something that I'm trying to achieve. Yep. Does that sound right? Yep. So for example, like 
and I can take it all the way back to like when I was in construction. I was a project manager for a construction company. That was the job that I had gone to college to get. Mm -hmm. That was like the position I had been striving for. And once I was finally there, I was just like, am I good enough for this? Even though I had the degree for it, mm -hmm. like I got the job. But you were also like a woman in construction too. Yeah, there was a lot of, I guess, other factors that were definitely making it worse. Yeah. (laughs) Like being so young. Yeah. And being a woman in the construction industry was definitely tough. But it's not the only time I've ever felt imposter syndrome. Yeah. I feel it all the fucking time. Totally. With everything I do. Like mm-hmm. now I'm on like starting health coaching. Yep. I got certified in health coaching, yet I still am like, am I good enough to do this? Like, are people going to think that I'm qualified for this? And that's the part that's really weird too, is like most of the time it's not... Okay, so I guess I defined it as like me not feeling like I'm qualified. However, I feel like it's me not knowing if other people will think I'm qualified. It's more so based on like what other people are going to think, Mm -hmm. which is weird. Yeah. Well, it's like you have to show up a certain way. And then it's like other people see you as the person who is that thing and does that thing. But it's like the fear like that you aren't actually good enough or qualified enough. And I see that a lot with what I'm doing with like my coaching business now too. I was like, who the fuck am I to do this? Like, are people going to think I'm like so weird for like offering something like this? But I just had to kind of come back to like, I know that this is going to help somebody. Like I understand that this is something that can actually make an impact for somebody else and this is what's helped me like I'm qualified enough to be the one to present this information and to help people work through this like why the hell not me and I think it's powerful that we're even like expressing this so publicly on a platform like our podcast because I see other people out there doing the same things I want to be doing all the time Mm -hmm. and I'm like look at their confidence like look at them just owning who they are and what they're doing And here I am doing the same thing, feeling so scared every day, Mm -hmm. but you don't really see like the fears that that person's still dealing with. Like everybody deals with imposter syndrome. Everybody deals with not feeling like they are good enough at Mm -hmm. some point in whatever they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, I like that we can openly just talk about it and Mm -hmm. people can listen to this and be like, oh shit, like even they're like a little bit fucking afraid of what they're doing. You know, it's weird too, because it even feels weird to share like vulnerably like that because it is like I'm out here doing these things. So it's like even saying that I have the doubt in myself, I'm worried that that will plant doubt in other people's heads too. I get that. You know, for me, I would totally see it as opposite. Like I, if I was somebody dealing with it and I listened to us talking about this, Obviously, I don't know how other people view me. I can only assume how other people view me. But I could see somebody else listening to this and seeing you doing your coaching, seeing me doing my coaching and being like, oh, like, yeah, they totally maybe look like they have their shit together. But here they are saying like they're actually terrified of taking these big steps. And maybe that person's wanting to take a big step. But they think that they don't have their shit together. Yeah, it's like normalizing yeah. doing it when exactly. you feel like you're not ready. Normalizing it, nobody knowing what the fuck they're doing out here. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and then that's kind of where your confidence takes a hit is when you have that doubt in yourself, you know, and you Mm -hmm. kind of hold yourself back a little bit and you're like, can I do this? So do you want to talk about like what helps you through these sorts of things or? Fuck. (laughs) What helps me? Um, Screaming. I don't know. (laughs) Taking a bath. (laughs) Yeah. I'll get deeper than that. Um, What helps me when I'm struggling with confidence in general or like imposter syndrome? Well, I would say imposter syndrome because like I know you're working on things right now. And so it's like, why are you still working on them? Like if you don't feel like you're qualified, like what keeps you showing up every day? Probably just the fact that I enjoy it and then it's an actual passion. I mean, that sounds probably like like such a dumb answer and people are like, that doesn't help at all. But it really like that Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference for me. But I know everybody's not like that. So like, for example, I have a friend who is basically owns her own big company now um, passed down through family. Oh, yes. Um, And I thought it was interesting because like it's nothing that that person was interested in, like the company itself, what they do. Mm-hmm. Is nothing that that person's interested in, right? But they're mm-hmm. like, I just want to fucking own a company. Like, I mm-hmm. just want to be the boss bitch. Yeah. So I'll do it. Whereas I'm like, if you handed me that company and you were like, here, would you like your own company? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I don't like anything about that company. Like, I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so a big, big driving factor for me is like, it has to be something I'm passionate about mm-hmm. in order for me to keep going. Well, and we all have different things that are going to drive us exactly. and move us forward. And Exactly. For my mm-hmm. friend, she doesn't care what it is. I think she's she just, such a boss bitch, yeah, too. She just wants to be the boss bitch. And I'm like, fuck yeah, like, go f- good for you, you know, get it done. And she probably, though, feels like an imposter at times but she's like I'm gonna do it because this is what I'm meant to do like I'm gonna be the boss yeah so what what helps you I think just like coming back to my personal experiences and just like knowing that like my intention is just to pay forward what it is that I have learned and I think it's kind of that feeling of like being able to actually make an impact for somebody else that pushes me forward But also, I mean, being able to create financial freedom for myself is something that motivates me because I just feel like it is something that would feel so cool is to like run my own business, to like be able to make income like on my own. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, why the fuck not me? But also, I kind of feel like, I don't know, I feel like I kind of have to acknowledge my privilege there a little bit, like with being able to do these things like yeah it's not doable for everybody to like be able to just up and leave their job and like go after their passion I feel like yeah I definitely have an advantage there so I don't know I feel like I should mention that yeah um something I was gonna say another thing now that you're saying that I'm kind of thinking of more um things that I guess, help me with it. And another one is reminding myself the size of my audience Mm -hmm. because I feel like the more people you're like striving to reach, like the bigger your audience is in your head, the more scary it gets. Oh, totally. And so like when I'm having those panic moments where I'm like, oh my God, like, 
you know, I have this many followers on Instagram. Like, what are they thinking of me? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wait a second. It doesn't fucking matter what all of my followers are thinking of me as long as I'm helping one person. Mm-hmm. That was always my goal. So I always take it back to like scale it down. Is there one person that I can think of at this one moment that I have impacted in a positive way? And there always is. And then I'm like, okay, like I'm doing Mm -hmm. something right. I'm doing what I wanted to be doing. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be reaching the entire world with my message. There's no way the entire world's Mm -hmm. ever going to like me. You know what I mean? So it's just like as long as I'm helping that one person Mm -hmm. and then it can just go from there well and that I mean that comes back to the impact focus like you're if you're just focused on making an impact for one person yeah and you make that your goal I just I don't know I just think it takes the pressure off you know so I know obviously like we're not really like out and about in the corporate world these days but (laughs) um I'm trying to like I want to like take it back to like when we both were Okay. Um, and like kind of reminisce on like our confidence back then. Oh my God. Cause like you were in banking. I was yeah. at the construction job. And I think about all of the times where I was lacking confidence mm-hmm. in like meetings, for example. <laughs> like, totally. Meetings scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, so when you were lacking confidence in your meetings, was it like, like who was in the meetings? Older men most of the time uh-huh. for me. Um, but I wouldn't say it's only older men that, um, what's the word, intimidate me. Mm-hmm. I would say it's probably anybody older than me that is you intimidating. you view as like experienced yeah. or knowledgeable. Yeah. Or yeah. at a higher stature than me. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh shit. Like, yeah. what are they going to think about me? Like, are they going to understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or are they just going to be like, whatever? Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Do you remember having any of like specific well, moments then definitely at the bank I felt like such a fucking imposter there like (laughs) oh my god you come in and it's like I'm handling your fucking finances (laughs) (laughs) and I just felt like there were so many things that I didn't know all of the ins and outs to and so I feel like the fact that I had to like research information or like talk to people about like the right process to do all of these sorts of transactions I felt so unqualified a lot of the time but I also had to wear so many hats in that position like you're getting an auto loan I have to fucking figure out what the tax rates are like stupid shit like that that I'm like I've never done this before I need to make sure that this is right and so I feel like I needed to know everything in its entirety and that made me feel like an imposter because there was no way I was gonna know everything right off the bat yeah like fresh in banking like I was gonna have to figure it out so I, yeah definitely that's something that's so intimidating that I know like it's been a huge issue for me starting somewhere new mm-hmm. and you have to go through I mean, I say trial period, but let's be real. I feel it the entire time I'm working at any job. Mm -hmm. But I just there's always this trial period of where you have to act like you know what the fuck you're doing. Totally. Except and sometimes the stakes are a little bit higher because I don't feel like I felt that pressure when I worked at the tanning salon. I mean, I kind of felt the pressure when I worked at the coffee stand. And that's why I didn't like working at a coffee stand because I was never sure of how the product came out or like what people thought like there was no way for me to know oh my god 
Can you we know? just talk about that really quick? What? Because this is why I always feared on being a bartender. Because mm-hmm. you can't taste the product <laughs> that you're giving that person. Like totally. you just hand them that drink and you're like, hope it doesn't taste like shit. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what it's fucking mm-hmm. turning out like. That's so funny. Sorry, I got sidetracked. I always thought that I'm like, I don't think I could ever be a bartender because mm-hmm. I would have to taste the drink before I give it to the person. Yeah. I have too much anxiety for that. Totally. And so, I mean, I would always focus on other things. Like I would be like really great at cleaning or like I'd always be on time or like I would do the things that I could do well, well, Mm -hmm. but I just hated not having that reassurance. I was like, fuck this. I know. I really liked when you worked at the coffee stand though for that short period of time because I never know what to order and I would always text you and be like, hey, what the fuck do I order? You'd give me some cool coffee order. That was fun. I feel like I always (laughs) smelt like coffee grounds when I worked at the coffee stand. You know, that's not the worst thing. I wish they made more coffee scented candles. (laughs) Tiana, I used to love that she smelled like Starbucks sometimes. It's amazing. It's it's the smell that doesn't go away. So if you like smell like that, you're like, fuck, I smell like work. Yeah, it's like working in like a hamburger place. Yeah. Like you smell like hamburgers no matter how many times you wash your clothes or take a shower. Did you ever feel like an imposter working in a restaurant? No. Not that I remember. No specific moments that I remember. Um, So do you think it's like comparison that makes us feel like an imposter? Oh, my God. Probably because I feel like when I worked at a restaurant, everybody was the same level as me. Everyone was the same position. They can do that. I can do that. Like, yeah, yeah, I would say the bartender was maybe a little bit higher in stature than like me as a cocktail waitress, Mm -hmm. depending on who you fucking ask. But like that's really not that big of a difference you know what I mean yeah. like yeah I'd say that's probably that makes a lot of sense yeah you're like I fit this role I can do this I mean although you probably struggled at it in the beginning too like yeah I would say, yeah I would say in the beginning there definitely was the trial period where I was like what the fuck am I doing and mm-hmm. having somebody else teach me how to serve and all of that you know and mm-hmm. That was definitely it. But once I got like, comfortable and good at it, yeah, I don't think I ever dealt with that. Yeah. So. All right. Let's talk about confidence within like romantic relationships because mm-hmm. um, I know we've both definitely struggled with that. Well, just like the ups and the fucking downs. Yeah. Um. I know. Obviously, I feel like it might come with age too a little bit. I totally think um, so. As far as being confident in relationships, mm-hmm. like I was definitely way more insecure in relationships when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I also feel like when you're younger, like your partner fucks up a lot more too. So like nobody they're not knows perfect. what they're doing. Yeah, nobody's perfect. So like there's a lot going on that like makes you insecure in a relationship. And know? nobody really teaches us how to be confident in relationships either no. or like what Maybe you don't see examples of healthy relationships. Yeah, I've definitely been insecure in relationships. Yeah, but I know you said like examples of healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. So this is what I think is interesting because a lot of the people I know have like divorced parents Mm -hmm. um, where like my parents have a great relationship. Mm -hmm. They've been together since like high school. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like they've, I've never seen them fight with each other. Like they just always had a really good relationship. They are the best. Like their relationship is literal relationship goals. But as much as I had a great example, I don't feel like I'm like super confident about relationships. Like yeah. when I get into them, I'm not like, yeah. this is going to be all rainbows and butterflies like my True. parents' marriage is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's interesting because I'll have, a, I'll date people who mm-hmm. have divorced parents and they're like, well, like these are, 
you know, some things I struggle with because of like what happened with my parents. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but wait, I struggle with those too. And like my parents had a great marriage. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's different. Um, I also think it had a lot to do with my confidence in myself though, Mm -hmm. which like in return showed how confident I, how confident I was in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I like could say when I was younger, I was a lot more insecure with myself, which made me, which made me not trust my partner because I didn't trust myself. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, I like myself. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. This Mm -hmm. is what I've got going for me. Yeah. If that doesn't work for you, then that doesn't work for you. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's just what it is. Yeah. You're like sure of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me be like, this is either going to work out. This is going to be great or it won't. But either way, like, I'm still going to enjoy this while I'm in it and be mm-hmm. confident about it. Yeah. I just think about, like, when I was in high school and just so insecure in my relationship. And I think that that was, like, a combination of so many things. But I remember, like, searching my ex-boyfriend's, like, ex-girlfriend on social media. and oh, like yeah. We all do that. But then, like... <laughs> what the hell is that so like but just like spending time and energy being insecure about somebody that they had dated in the past and I mean definitely some of those habits like carried over when I started dating Dustin too I remember there was like this one girl that I was like who is this fucking girl you slept with you know um and just like is this your first great girlfriend (laughs) fuck you no (laughs) But I just, it's like time and energy that I used to spend just being like, oh, well, you were into her. Like, what the hell is that wasted energy? And I, like, have definitely come a long ways. And I refuse to do that type of shit anymore. I also used to, like, go through, like, my ex-boyfriend's, like, phone and, like, social media accounts because I was, like, so insecure, you know? I mean, at the same time, though, that's how you found your answers. 100%. So I I gotta say that's part of that gut feeling. Like, don't get me wrong. I do not think it's right to, like, go through your Mm -hmm. partner's shit. Like, that is their private shit. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I've had that gut feeling before, too. And I've looked and found something. Yeah. I think, like, (laughs) because, I, I mean, I remember... Definitely. That was how I found things out. But then it's like that kind of insecurity and that mindset carried over into like a new relationship that I had or just the way that I was in relationships. And it's like it was so unfair to like be that way and to like I remember one time I went through Dustin's email and then I like got so pissed over something and he was like so mad. I went through his email he didn't tell me he was mad at the time. He was like, I'm sorry. Oh, Um, so sweet. But just like. It's like, why waste the time and the energy like looking for something if there is no reason to, Yeah, you know, 100%. But I definitely like lacked the confidence and I was like looking for something to like make me feel like shit about myself or, yeah, you know, and it's hard to remember that like the new relationship that you're in is not the old relationship you're in. Mm -hmm. Like that's not the same person. They're not going to treat you the same way, Mm -hmm. you know they're hopefully going to treat you a lot better and not do the shady shit. Yeah. 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 So it, but it's hard. I feel like that's something a lot of people struggle with is that like PTSD almost Mm -hmm. from like the last traumatic relationship Mm -hmm. and they don't really like expect it, but they do expect it. Like you're anticipating it. You subconsciously expect Mm -hmm. to deal with the same Mm -hmm. shit, you know? Yeah. And I definitely think like you said earlier, so much more confidence comes with age because it's like, 
I don't ever feel I could not imagine myself being that way again now at 28 like the way that I was at like 18 19 years old it's just wild to think about the difference it's wild that we're 28 years old to be quite honest we're gonna be 29 soon we've seen each other through all relationships that's so crazy yeah damn (laughs) so let's kind of talk about some of the things that you do to like boost your confidence or things that you've done over the years that have helped improve your confidence I suppose okay number one have a sexy photo shoot with myself okay but honestly what do you do like put on some good music you know like make sure the lighting in your room is really good you know because that helps with photos then put on like some cute underwear or something or like a cute outfit in general it doesn't have to be an underwear yeah but then just take cute fucking pictures of yourself like that helps me okay it really does. I've never done. I mean, I do like photo shoots, but I'm never like, this is a sexy photo shoot. Yeah. Fucking make it sexy. I mean, okay. Make it sexy while like you still have the sexy body. You know what I mean? Like while we're still young and vibrant. Why <laughs> while <not>? we're still <laughs> 28. <laughs> <laughs> we're almost 29. Okay. Shit's getting rough out here. Get all the sexy photo shoots in that you can before you become wrinkly and if you're listening and you're like 1920 definitely just (laughs) embrace it (laughs) hey you know what and honestly i'll probably be taking sexy photo shoots until the day that i die yes you will yeah i'm just gonna say i'm sexy forever you're gonna be the grandma doing the busset challenge hell yes i am um number two would if you don't feel like sexy photo shoots are your thing or photo shoots in general have a dance party Mm -hmm. dance around Mm -hmm. you know what's funny is the old version of me never would have looked at a dance party and been like that is going to boost my confidence or make me feel good because of the way that I I lacked confidence in dancing and just like being able to kind of like let loose as myself so I mean kind of to go hand in hand with that I would say practicing the things that you are uncomfortable with Mm -hmm. by yourself can help to build confidence for when you need to do those things in the real world you know well you say that a lot too like you practice a lot of your like speaking things Mm -hmm. that you have to do yeah Um, I'm like in the room fucking talking to myself exactly but I don't know if you remember the computer game the sims Mm mm-hmm you literally had to like remember you had like skill sets that you could like build okay of like your person on the sims mm-hmm. and you would build your confidence skill set by practicing talking in the mirror oh my god that was literally an action that you could make the person do i should do it in front of the mirror oh my god you should make a sims tiktok of you building your confidence level by okay. talking you're gonna have to okay. help so coordinate random, that but yeah i will help you well no like honestly movement just for me felt so weird so foreign like I used to have to drink to like dance so when I stopped drinking I was like how the hell am I gonna do this in real life like I don't want to feel this uncomfortable Mm -hmm. you know so like dancing in the shower like Mm -hmm. I was literally doing this this morning and it feels so awkward in the beginning but I'm telling you I feel so much more free now and so much more fucking confident like I don't care if I don't know how to dance I'm not saying I know how to dance (laughs) But I feel more confident about myself because of the freedom that I've kind of created through that. Yeah. So. I love that. Yeah. I agree with that. It sounds so dorky. I'm just like, I dance in the shower. <laughs> it doesn't sound dorky at all. I think it, a lot of people are going to hear that and be like, oh shit, I do that too. I didn't even realize like maybe that that's what I'm doing it for. But I just yeah. feel like it, 
um, I don't know, does it like release dopamine or like endorphins or something? It has to because yeah. like you kind of get that like high feeling after yeah. that dancing. Totally. Well, I don't know why I just used to feel so much resistance in like being able to like do that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that it, for me is what it was. Like, I just need to, like, work through this. But it definitely produces, like, endorphins and dopamine. Like, moving your body, it's, like, feel good. It has to. Yeah. And then you, like, put on a good song and you're just, like, yeah, dance party it out. Another thing I do to feel confident is have sex. Okay. Is that weird? No. I feel like, well, okay, so this is kind of, like, I would say something maybe that has to do with, like, the romantic relationship side, obviously, like... I wouldn't really say like just going out and banging someone random is not really what I do to build my confidence. Yes. But I'd say like I have moments within my romantic relationships where I start to lose confidence Mm -hmm. and then I realize it's because I haven't had that like intimate intimacy Mm -hmm. with my partner in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I like do that. Yeah. And then I feel confident again. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah. That's a really good point. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. I don't know if that, you know, obviously that's probably not how everybody feels, but like that's just something that helps me when I'm feeling like I'm lacking confidence in my relationship. But I also do feel like intimacy and that kind of stuff is highly important for me in relationships, whereas yeah. for some people it might not be like yeah. the high priority. It's so. Like it's something you value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. What about you? Any other tips? I mean, I need to say, like, giving up alcohol, I think, has been one of the biggest confidence boosters. Like, True. I just got to say that. I mean, it doesn't seem like that's something that could necessarily boost your confidence. But when you kind of remove that from the equation, you're like, damn, I can actually do all of this shit on my own. And if we go back to, like, the definition of confidence you're able to do all of this shit like on your own and you're confident in your ability to do that. And that's true confidence. So, well, what's funny about that and interesting, I think that we should point out is that when you first took it away, you felt very unconfident, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're like, I don't know how to dance in public without alcohol. I don't know how to do all these things Mm -hmm. without the booze in my system. And like, you basically, who am I? Yeah. You basically, I feel like retrained like your body Mm -hmm. to be able to be confident and do all these things Mm -hmm. without the booze. Well, and I think that's why, like I said earlier, just like practicing doing the things that you feel nervous about because that has been like invaluable to me. And I just, I think sometimes it's so hard to put ourselves in these uncomfortable situations because we are lacking confidence in the beginning. But once you kind of work through it, just like a new job, you know, like you're training at a new job and you're just getting familiar doing it. But the more you do it, the more confident you feel in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And we would love if you could rate and review the podcast. And we release new episodes every week on Saturday. So tune in next week and we'll catch you there.